Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. My name is Paul Dobish. I'm a professor at the University of Nebraska Medical Center at the College of Pharmacy in Omaha, Nebraska. And on behalf of my colleagues, I would like to uh, present to you uh, a, a part of a presentation that we presented at the International Society of Thrombosis and Hemostasis meeting in late June of this year, 2023. And so this is a dexin alpha associated with lower in-hospital mortality compared to a four-factor thrombin complex concentrate in patients with factor 10A related major bleeding. And what I'll be presenting to you today is some of our uh, subgroup analysis. So the objective of the overall study was to compare the uh, in-hospital mortality with the dexin alpha versus the four-factor PCC, the treatment of rivaroxaban or apixaban associated major bleeding, but as well as to look specifically for the patients in our study who had intracranial bleeds or GI bleeds and uh, to see what the impact was on those patients as well in terms of in-hospital mortality. You can see that the GI bleeds were the most common bleeds. In fact, there were a large number of these bleeds. There were 2,567 GI bleeds, which makes this the largest database on GI bleeds by several fold compared to anybody else. Um, there's also a little less than a third of the patients had intracranial bleeds within a kind of a smattering of other types of bleeds after that. And so the GI and intracranial bleeds are kind of the focus of this discussion. So when we look at the ICU, uh, ICH subgroup, uh, the clinical characteristics here, so this is over 1,700 uh, intracranial hemorrhages. Uh, you can see as far as the location of the bleeds, they're very well matched. Um, when you look at the baseline Glasgow Coma Score, uh, you can see a little bit of vacillation there. So based on the severe versus the moderate and the mild uh, between the patients who had a four-factor PCC or indexinate alpha. When we look at the in-hospital mortality, the raw data shows a uh, in-hospital mortality with indexed alpha of 12.6% versus 23.3% for a four-factor PCC. Realize that has over a 10% absolute reduction in mortality. Now, when we do the multivariable logistic regression, uh, you can see that the adjusted odds ratio is 0.55, which really then reflects a statistically significant 45% reduction in in-hospital mortality for the patients with intracranial hemorrhage. Now, I will tell you in the, in the original logistic regression model, Glasgow Coma Scales were not part of that model because we didn't have that information in everybody. But in, the, in a sensitivity analysis where we only included patients where we had that Glasgow Coma Scores, because you could say, well, there's a little vacillation there between the groups. Uh, but when we do look at it and include that in the regression model, uh, you can see that there is still a statistically significant reduction in in-hospital mortality. Um, for patients getting indexed alpha versus a four-factor PCC. Uh, as far as the uh, what impacted mortality in the intracranial hemorrhage groups, once again, the use of indexed alpha versus a four-factor PCC had that significant reduction, lower mortality. Other things like if a patient had impaired mental status at baseline or a DNR order, um, those things were associated with higher mortality as would be expected. Patients with chronic kidney disease and heart failure were also associated with higher mortality. And time to treatment, right? This is why you got to treat these patients early. We're trying to prevent uh, he, uh, hematoma expansion. And so if, you were, if we treated those patients within uh, 30 minutes, or really what the graph shows here, if a patient's treatment was more than 30 minutes after they came in, that was associated with almost a two-and-a-half-fold increase in in-hospital mortality. And so um, this is just kind of showing you what impacted the in-hospital mortality in those patients. 
As far as the GI group, uh, the clinical characteristics are here. Once again, like I said, 2,567 patients here. Uh, whether it was up or lower, not sure where it was, you can see very similar between the groups. Uh, we did have patients, about the about two-thirds of them had an AIM-65 score, uh, and once again, a little bit of vacillation there between the scores, but once again, very similar. Uh, when we look at the uh, results, while in-hospital mortality with GI bleeding happens significantly less often, uh, it was definitely still reduced uh, by over 50% using with the use of uh, dexamine alpha versus that of a four-factor PCC. And once again here, while an AIM-65 score was not part of our original logistic regression model, we did a sensitivity analysis where it included patients who did have that information. And once again, the magnitude of benefit and the statistical significance is still there for the reduction in in-hospital mortality for patients getting indexed alpha versus that of a four-factor PCC. Uh, as far as the things that affected mortality in the patients with GI uh, bleeds, they're a little bit different, some of them. Some of them are similar. Some of them are different compared to that of an intracranial bleed. Once again, you can see indexed alpha associated with the uh, over 50% reduction in, uh, in hospital mortality. Um, here, uh, increased age obviously was, was associated. Didn't see that in the intracranial group. Uh, impaired mental status, DNR orders were still associated with increased mortality. Chronic kidney disease and heart failure, much like the intracranial hemorrhage patients associated with increased mortality. Uh, but in these patients, the presence of liver disease was also associated with in-hospital mortality. And once again, the door, you know, the, basically the time to treatment, uh, the, the, the magnitude is there, but, you know, once again, didn't quite meet statistical significance and very wide confidence interval in that setting. This is a not a randomized controlled trial, right? It's retrospective. So there's going to be obviously limitations to these type of data uh, from a non-randomized study design. And so, you know, we, you know, obviously through the regression model, we corrected for as many things as we could, but obviously there's going to be things that don't necessarily, that we're not aware of that maybe we should have corrected. And obviously the data in is, is going to be as significant as the, you know, gives us their output. So, right, it's the accuracy of the information is kind of based on how it's put in. As far as future data, right, most of us are probably aware now that the randomized control and XI study has recently been stopped by its data safety monitoring board after achieving uh, a pre-specified pre clinic criteria for hemostatic efficacy with hemodexed uh, alpha versus usual care in patients with intracranial hemorrhage. So once again, kind of a, a multitude of data here kind of showing very similar things. So in conclusion, this study represents the largest observational study of data comparing indexed alpha and four-factor PCC. Uh, and it's actually bigger in sev by several fold. Um, the overall population of dextrin alpha demonstrated about a 50% reduction in in-hospital mortality when correcting for confounders compared to that of a four-factor PCC. Um, and then when we looked at the subgroups like we did just now, we can see that that magnitude of benefit of approximately a 50% reduction is consistent and statistically significant for both the intracranial hemorrhage and the GI. Thank you very much. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, EMCREG International, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.